0: Avengers!
1: Hello everyone and welcome back to Excelsior, the world's number one Marvel's Avengers podcast. I'm your director, Christian Buckley, joined as always by the Apex legend, Jack Martin. Excelsior, Christian. Uh, It's been too long
0: with us on this show. Yeah. I had a week off. Thank Mm -hmm. you for carrying the torch. Oh, of course. Uh, But I'm glad to be back talking Marvel's Avengers and uh, Marvel in general with you
1: thank you yeah yeah it's it's i'm happy to be back you know the week off uh there was there were some pretty major marvel news last week but a lot of it would have just been talking in circles i think of like oh the whole lawsuit of uh scar joe and what's that sure. that's doing for everything but i did realize there was one last thing uh on the dock or not on the dock that did happen this week and it's related to how i've normally been introducing the show being The world's number one marvels avengers slash guardians of the galaxy podcast Mm -hmm. guardians got a new trailer clip thing this week this is like the Uh, first new footage in a while
0: yeah i i saw like the thumbnail of it i actually never saw the trailer have you seen it or the the footage at least
1: yeah so it's a it's a cut scene we can talk about it at the front of the show because it's really nothing but it's um it's a scene involving the uh lady harbinger i think is her name like, the, the big woman with the battle armor and the hammer. Okay. Uh, she is talking to the Guardians in this little cave system, it looks like. Potentially looks like an area where if things go wrong. A fight could break out. Um, And then she's, like, flirting with Drax because she's, like, kind of into him. And then Drax is like, Peter Quill, I think she's flirting with me. And then it ends on the choice of, like, Take the lead or like encourage Drax, and then it cuts to like, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy Proto now. So, um, yeah, interesting, interesting stuff. I, what do you think you would do in that scene? Do you think you would have Drax uh, try and flirt with potentially the villain of the game and see what what comes out of that? Because I think I would. I yeah, I think that's a full full send on my mm-hmm. part. Uh, oh, for absolutely. Drax at least. Mm-hmm. I
0: have the trailer pulled up and I'm just watching it without sound. Mm-hmm. It's very, it looks very much like the Guardians that people. The mainstream is familiar with like very colorful mm-hmm. um the setting is really interesting yeah. um yeah dude this
1: very excited for this game and it's it's coming soon same yeah i keep forgetting about it honestly i, I keep misremembering i'm like oh yeah there's a guardians game that's coming out like soon <laughs> so and this will be like the
0: de facto game of the year for me
1: <laughs> pretty much
0: <laughs> i haven't played good, yeah. a single new game like so this is going to be the one i'm sure if yeah. it's good, yeah
1: it's, it's competition for me right now is uh, Resident Evil Village and Pokemon's MOBA that they dropped. So <laughs> odds are looking all right. But yep. with that, why don't we get to see what's up with Marvel's Avengers this week. Fury's report, different type of approach to Fury's report now that the um, priority missions are gone. Or reconfigured to being just whatever they were reconfigured to. I figure now, Fury's Report, whatever updates there are for the game in a given week, like genuine updates this week, not like update updates, teasing future stuff and like what's to come, uh, yep. we'll, we'll throw that in Fury's Report, relevant to what's new when you log into the game this week, and then, you know, we'll get to the rest of the show, but um, to start off with Fury's Report, I figure we can talk briefly about the free-to-play weekend that happened this past weekend. For Marvel's Avengers. I did a couple videos about this. I did a TikTok of it and I did a video on JoyClicks about it just to like give some tips. And I did see like a lot of back and forth from people who were checking the game out. I saw in the comments on my TikTok like, People saying they really liked it, and they liked the story a lot, but they don't know if they're going to continue. Some people are like, why isn't it letting me keep playing? I'm not understanding it was a free weekend. But overall, it seems like it was very successful. I don't know how much of like an eye you were keeping on the reception this weekend, but what did you see?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of the stuff I saw about the game was actually people who have already played the game. And with using the... Uh, four times xp i believe it was yes doing like champion levels i know you were doing that as well um i think greg miller was um but yeah it seemed like it was a really good weekend i was away on vacation so i couldn't play the game and experience that but i think like we said last week i think having these free-to-play weekends is a really good way to get new players into the game Um, and it's also potentially how the game might look in the future um in like a destiny 2 sort of way where like the base game is free and then expansions are paid and what have you um but yeah at least for this past weekend it seemed like it was a it was a good a uh, good boon for the game i think the player base surely rose over the weekend um i didn't look into like stats or anything but um i did hear that people were saying that uh numbers on like steam specifically rose um so that's a that's a good sign
1: yeah i think uh i don't know where it started on steam but i think average concurrence were like pretty low like a couple hundred maybe but uh over the weekend it was up to like seven thousand, which i think is the highest steam concurrent since launch so it might have gone past the highest since launch even but Mm -hmm. yeah and i know some people who i know were not huge fans of the game from a distance of like seeing the approach of everything like I know uh kevin diaz's co-host the iraq knight on Safe slot on playstation source was very apprehensive about this game as a big marvel fan also as a big deus ex fan because in some sort of way this game led to no new deus ex mm. uh, he wasn't a fan of the combat which sure but he did like the story from what i heard of his thoughts on it like And that's not a sentiment that I've only seen from him. I have seen that from a lot of other people. Like, oh, Kamala's great, this story's really good. So, I I think the initial pitch of a free-to-play weekend being, hey, get people in who doubted us and they can see what the game does well, seems like it worked, and I'm curious to see if that momentum carries into War for Wakanda.
0: I hope it does, because I think the free-to-play weekend allowed new players to experience the best part of the game which as you said is the story and if that hooks them enough to buy the game for $20 20, or $30 um, and to just keep coming back with the free expansions that continue the story uh, I think that's a really smart way to do it and if you do that every once in a while like every few months have a free to play weekend um, for people to come in and see what's new with the game or just new players entirely just experiencing the game um, I think that's a really good idea. Um, so yeah, I it, it seems like this was a good success, um, and I'm glad that uh, Arachnite was able to experience it and uh, you know experience how good the story was at the very least. Yeah, definitely.
1: And I'm with you. I do think there's a future where post War for Wakanda, the next expansion is paid, and the rest of the game is free. I think that is smart and. I'm going to just say likely if they're going to keep carrying on with this game because the numbers don't lie and the numbers were really good this weekend. So mm-hmm. um, it's interesting, though, you're talking about the 4 XP boost, which was very, very nice for returning players. Um, this month, the month of August, uh, Crystal Dynamics has said that 2 X XP is going to just be permanent for this entire month, which I think is swell. You know, I loaded up over the weekend a few missions as Thor, who I hit 5150 relatively close to launch, and then most of my playtime was focused on the Hawkeyes since then, or Cap. Like, I haven't had a chance to really level Thor's champion XP, because I just haven't been playing him, because I have other characters to level on the 5150 grind, so the four times xp and now two times xp is nice because it does count towards champion xp so i was able to catch thor up to i believe hawkeye who has my highest champion xp level out of anyone which is around a 12 right now and i think Thor's around nine so thanks to the the multiplier it's been very nice trying to get back up to to par with who i think is my main
0: very cool um I do like this obviously double xp is always a nice thing to have uh i did see a lot of people complain about rightfully so and i agree with them about the about how slow it is to level through the champion system Mm -hmm. like i get it i it is like a more refined um like fine tuning of your character so it shouldn't necessarily be quick but i do think it is a little too slow to get through it so um maybe some tuning to how the xp Uh, how quickly you get through champion xp Mm -hmm. would be nice maybe that is a permanent double xp i know some people said permanent um four times xp i think that's a lot uh but yeah it would be nice to just get through champion levels a little bit more quickly uh than we already do right now
1: yeah and i'm pretty sure This is going to work for the double xp because it worked for the four times xp but if you have a hero catalyst it also stacks with the the Mm -hmm. event of multiple xp so yeah i'm with you i think a permanent 4x is not in the cards and not good because that kind of defeats the purpose of what this system is and it's to keep the returning players returning and having something to justify playing the game for right um that being said, I forget if this was this was on an official channel for the game, but I did see polls floating around of, like, hey, if there were to be uh, a returning XP buff, would you want it to be, like, a week, a certain day of the week, a weekend? Like, how would you want to see that gone out? And I believe it was retweeted by one of the community um, members on crystals team so like potentially we could see this return i I, the community like you said was very receptive to a xp multiplier so i would not be surprised if we learn that like hey moving forward every tuesday is double xp day so i think that'll just help again get people returning to the game so yeah i think that's a good idea another strange thing that's going on right now for this month of august event sort of thing they're doing is that for a limited time, not permanent, but for a limited time, the Mega Hive and the Omega level threat will be allowing you to get the exotic rolls three times a week, and they reset um, on a couple different days during the week. So it's not like you can just grind it out all in one sitting. It is, you have your roll, you gotta wait like two days. You can do it again, wait two days. Now, you and I were talking about this when we played the Omega level threat, which we'll get to later, it's a little baffling that you can only do the Mega Hive exotic drop once per week per account when there's eight characters in the game. You know, like, yeah, it's it's not good.
0: It's very strange. Um, and like the, the exotics are sort of few and far between. Like you have the Mega Hive, you have now the Omega level threat, um and I think priority missions as well. I haven't mm. messed around with that yet. I don't even know if it's in the game right now to mess around with, but um, those are sort of the only avenues And like what you said if you can only do that with one hero per week, um, you don't really get you know you're kind of locked in in a sense um so yeah I think this is a good this is a good system. maybe if this were to be permanent, maybe like a a, a reset, twice a week rather than just the once per week seems fair. Um that way you can just have more options with your characters. Um or just overall being able to jump in with different characters uh and getting exotics. I don't see the harm in that. Um So yeah, I, I think this having more a, a more permanent um revamping of getting exotics would be a good idea.
1: Yeah, cuz I do think it's it's really you're not helping anybody with the one time per week thing because you have returning players who are like okay well i can run the mega hive once with let's say for me thor because thor is the one i care about the most for high level content okay i complete it i get two exotics maybe it's a duplicate maybe i'm trying to get arms and they keep giving me a hammer and belt right like it's kind of there's no way to farm it and then i'm shot for the week so if hawkeye is my backup tough luck do it next week but why would i waste hawkeye rolls when i'm trying to get arms for thor you know like it's it kind of sucks it kind of as a looter doesn't really benefit anyone in any way because the low level people aren't doing this the high level people they'll do it but it's more frustrating if you don't get what you have like what you um what you're chasing and that's why farming is important because it keeps the high level people playing and trying to complete sets of gear so like it, it's really nobody's winning in this scenario so i do think that the resets is nice in a future scenario i do think you're probably right i imagine this is a test to see what this exotic thing is like sort of what we did with the tachyon anomaly multiple heroes thing in the past Mm -hmm. i imagine they're trying to just see how this goes i could see maybe a world where it is twice a week like you said and it like resets per character so like I could run Thor twice that week to try and run Exotics but that wouldn't that doesn't mean I can't run Hawkeye that week two times you know I can just do it with sure. everyone I think that is the best case scenario moving forward and I hope that's what comes from this
0: I agree I feel like th- this might they might be treating it like how PVP games treat gear but to me there's no like I I feel like you can't really have an unbalanced character because you're not fighting against other people, you know they're all against AI characters. Um, so in my opinion, I feel like you should just be able to uh, get as many exotics as you can per week between different characters. Um, I always found that a little strange. So a, a more permanent fix would be nice.
1: Yeah, like just. I've been playing a lot of Destiny recently, because this is a new season coming up, and the idea of being capped on exotics for a week in Destiny would suck. You know, like, that is not good. And I know gear in Avengers is very different from Destiny, but it's still an element of the game that would keep high-level, high-end players playing the game consistently, matchmaking grinding and farming you know like that's all essential if they do want this game to have legs and maintain its player base week to week so hopefully like we're saying the this whole test event of august is a test event and we get an xp modified event every so often and better exotic drops so we'll wait and yeah. see but that's as it stands last thing on furious report though Marketplace, we got two things to talk about. Jack, you can get to the one in the second, but we got Thor the week you were out. We got Thor finally.
0: I want to hear your opinions about this.
1: It is a beautiful suit, Mm -hmm. it is the best looking Thor suit in the game. Easily, um, I love the collar on this one because there's no other Thor outfit with a collar, and I do think the look is pretty iconic is technically an endgame suit <laughs> <laughs> and this was a possibility we we both talked about this as a possibility yeah. it's the infinity war suit that he 100%. wears the first five minutes of end game you know like
0: <laughs> yeah um i think it's a beautiful looking suit do oh, not yeah. get me wrong i think i think everyone agrees that this looks amazing and it is probably one of the better looking uh end game suits but um, it's real. It's it's kind of disappointing. I, I actually think it's more than kind of disappointing, because maybe this was just up, but I this is just us. But I feel like the hype was building up for the Thor skin being the last one, and for him having the most iconic look uh, in the third act of Endgame, which is what the other uh, suits are from. The other skins are from is for all the characters looks, specifically in the third act of that movie right um and this is the the only appearance uh from the beginning of the movie um so to me it it is very disappointing that we didn't get uh you know fat thor when he's fighting thanos at the very end of the movie with the braided beard um in the crazy sort of norse looking appearance that he had Um, i'm not upset about uh stormbreaker not being in here i didn't think that was even a possibility I did know some you, people were upset, but I, I that's the least of my concerns with this skin.
1: Did you see the quote from, I believe, Assemble podcast? They had an interview with one of the developers, and mm-hmm. Crystal said, hey, we tried it, we tried putting Stormbreaker in, but it broke too many things. So yeah. we all thought that, we talked about that ad nauseum on multiple episodes of this podcast. But to hear that they tried it is nice, maybe... I know people threw around the idea of our exotic artifact, like the L3, R3 click-in. Maybe that down the line could get a short-term burst stormbreaker attack, but I wouldn't hold my breath, but I am glad they tried, at least.
0: And it does seem like if they tried it and it was in some parts a functioning object in the game, like, that is created. It's not ironed out at all, but... You know that's there in uh in the desktop folders as it were um for crystal dynamics so it's possible that it could come out i'm not holding my breath like like you were saying um but yeah i I think overall for this skin at least beautiful looking skin uh disappointed that it wasn't fat thor and you know with the beard and all that i i would have been very tempted to buy that uh whereas with this one i'm i'm not so tempted to to rush out and get this one
1: sure uh well there's another suit set that's hitting the store this week uh interesting because this is the first we've seen of this there is the individual ones from the set you can buy this week and there's also the full-blown set for 2250 i believe Mm -hmm. let me hear your thoughts on this one the terrigen team set i believe
0: yeah the terrigen outfit bundle um honestly I think this might be one of the more cleaner looking skin sets across the board for the characters. Um, this is a light blue themed skin. So on each character, um, they all have like little accents with uh, the light blue. Um, Hulk, I thought, looked not the best, but upon further <laughs> inspection, he has like his veins are like light blue and they like flash here and there. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's like streaks of blue that that go out through his van so honestly i really do think this is like obviously some are better than others as it is each week um or each every other week but i do think a lot of the skins in this look really clean um even iron man i think iron man has some for me at least as an iron man man i think he has a really cool looking skin
1: yeah, I think his looks great. Uh, he's one of the individual ones in the shop this week, and I have to agree. I think this is one of the better-looking team outfit sets. That said, I still don't think I'm getting any of them. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think we'll ever get any of these? When they make the softball team, that's the one. Mm. Oh, man, dude. That's the one. That would be great. I mean, I'm I'm still surprised that the, the Cowboy clint barton one never hit like the the western set that seemed like we were getting Mm -hmm. kind of surprised i really hope that's not the halloween skin set (laughs) (laughs) true (laughs) Um, yeah
0: like i i think it would have to be a themed like halloween or christmas or something inspired uh suit for me to really like go all all in on it um I think I've been impressed by some of these and I really like the regularity of the releases of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, nothing has really caught my attention enough to go out and purchase
1: it. Yeah, same. So, I'll keep my eyes open. You know, I'm not fully closed out from the idea of getting some team sets, uh, but they haven't gotten me yet. So, uh, in terms of the the package though, like the, the full team set, what do you think of that? Because I think that's probably a deal right like you're getting all of those for the price of three of them almost
0: yeah um it's a good deal i wouldn't personally do it because i don't play all the characters but if someone is like has a well-rounded team and likes to have uniformity in terms of opening up the game and everyone is in the same uniform i think that's a good idea um that translates to twenty three dollars and sixty cents essentially mm-hmm. so i don't think that's terrible for having a whole team um together with these suits I, I i feel like that's probably not that bad of a price i wouldn't do it personally but if someone out there doesn't want to do that um it is does see like a, a skin set that they like i think that's it's a good option to have at least
1: yeah because you'd you'd save like a stupid amount i think if you did it this way versus buying them piecemeal so Mm -hmm. uh yeah worth keeping an eye out for future team sets if the halloween one hits and it's all killer then yeah i'll buy i'll pony up the 25 bucks and buy some currency and get that full skin set because i'm sure i have high hopes for that that halloween set yeah i'm i'm looking forward to that absolutely well, why don't we move on to some update updates? First up, uh, lots of coverage from Crystal in the recent days and coming days about War for Wakanda changes to it, Black Panther information. Uh, I don't know how much you've been following of their almost daily updates, but we've we've been getting a good look at a lot of skins for Black Panther. Uh, we've gotten some teases of some abilities, overall changes that are coming with War for Wakanda. Uh, it's exciting stuff. Like, I don't know if anything stood out to you before we dive into the actual list of updates, but have you seen anything on Twitter from Crystal or the community highlighting the Black Panther stuff?
0: Yeah, I've seen a whole lot uh, about the upcoming expansion, and I'm, I'm really impressed with the level of communication that they've been uh displaying in terms of getting the word out about war for wakanda Uh, i really like all the suits that they've shown off um i forget the name of the suit that they showed off where he has like a trench coat almost um black panther and they said it was like a noir, uh, noir inspired um suit i think that looks really cool i was really especially impressed by the trailer they had focused on Was it Okoye or Shuri? I think it was both of them. Okay. Um, it, it really reminded me of an apex legends legend introduction trailer Mm -hmm. in terms of like the, the art style and aesthetic that they were showing. Uh, but also I feel like it was a really good like character introduction to, um, uh, T'Challa and, you know, displaying what his character is like in this game compared to the MCU's depiction. Um, yeah, I feel like they're doing a really good job so far, and um, I think it's really funny that the war table for this is a day before the expansion. Did not expect that.
1: Yeah, dude. Like, we, I know we didn't get a chance to talk about that, but I think the fact that they're teeing up a lot of outfits right now and some story setup makes me think that in the actual War for Wakanda war table, like, it's a full-blown war table... I do mm-hmm. think we will be getting more than... We're going to be seeing more than what we get the day after, I think. I think that's a a pretty fair expectation to go in with. If, like... Yeah. Go ahead.
0: I was going to say, yeah, and it's it's also, like, te- teases for the future for sure. And mm-hmm. what's interesting is a lot of people have harped on the fact that PlayStation announced the War, the, uh, war Table for war for wakanda on august 16th um leading a lot of people to speculate that like oh is spider-man going to be teased at the very end of it obviously Mm -hmm. i don't think we're going to have a full deep dive on spider-man because that's not what's going to happen but maybe at the end we see uh you know our spider-man swinging through at the very end and maybe quipping or something um it's interesting i like that speculation
1: yeah i think that's very possible and i believe the official announcement said multiple trailers of what's to come so Mm. maybe a raid maybe some other missions maybe new modes like i think i think it's completely fair to have high expectations going into that war table totally uh as far as the specific updates go this week on the blog they said that war for wakanda is going to bring a overhaul to the ui for the character page to focus on ease of access and organization which on like the ui i don't think is bad in the game it's just kind of all over the place like it feels very very spread out especially like the gear page with all the resources at the bottom like i i can understand why that would be overwhelming for a new player to hop in and just see like what, what are all these resources at the bottom and like yeah the stats like they're kind of all over the place so an overhaul i don't know who's asking for an overhaul but it's i guess it's nice you know new player base coming in getting ready for them
0: i think interacting with really any menu in this game can be cumbersome so steps being taken to address that is really welcoming and yeah i'm interested to see what that looks like
1: for sure uh another thing that we don't have to wait to see what it looks like is uh king t'challa's assault heroic we got black panther's king's mercy i believe that is his r1 heroic it uses a vibranium spear there's a gif of it uh that was tweeted out a- amongst all the black panther coverage from crystal the past few days looks pretty cool you know he does some nice little animation uh what seems to be nano tech spear appears out of nowhere and then he can aim it and throw it so that's cool i think we heard in some of the data mining that he would have a vibranium spear attack so it's clearly his heroic which i think looks neat and i'm wondering how much damage that's gonna do because i feel like you could probably stack up some stats to make that thing insane yeah
0: i think that's a really good idea for uh the assault heroic attack and now i'm really interested to see the support and uh, ultimate attacks from him um i think everyone is just expecting him to play amazingly and and i think that's probably going to be a given um so yeah i'm just i'm super excited to just see what his kit looks like and even his basic attacks like what 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 will like the moment to moment gameplay of him look like um and we'll get that very uh, well i guess not very soon but soon enough, uh, right before the expansion launches, so yeah, I'm super excited
1: yeah, Uh, there was one other thing I heard on Twitter that it was a little tease, that there's going to be a fan requested or popularly requested emote coming around time of launch, so I imagine that's going to be a Wakanda Forever emote Um, and I imagine his L1R1 whatever animation he has to start it off is going to lead with that I feel like that could be cool.
0: That's that's a good idea. I think yeah. that's probably it. It I mean it it would have to be the the emote would have to be wakana forever. Like I can't oh, yeah, think of an, another emote that would be as requested as that.
1: Yeah, who like who nobody else has a pose. <laughs> like Black wow. Widow has the the like side leg pose, but like that's she does that when she gets knocked back. So like why make that an yeah. emote? <laughs> no. So interesting stuff on the update update front this week but that brings us to stark realities jack you and i we did not get through this last week when it launched with the world Uh, but we heard some impressions about the omega level threat the first of hopefully many that have come to the game family reunion the super adaptoid fight last week it launched i did not hear good things about this no Uh, i don't think you did either
0: definitely not (laughs) mostly negative things
1: yeah so you and i uh we we squatted up this past week we did some matchmaking we how long did it take us it took us like 40 minutes i think it took us 30 to 40 minutes okay so i guess starting off overall impressions of the game's first omega level threats in terms of end game content in terms of being a challenge that requires your 5150s. What's your overall stance on the type of mission that an omega level threat represents now?
0: I don't think I really liked the omega level threat all that much. Um and I think my biggest reason why I didn't like it is because of the litany of modifiers attached to it. I don't think that is a good way to add a level of challenge to the game. Honestly, I think it makes it really annoying. Um, be, like having to fly around and make sure you get uh, all the Tachyon rifts so that like your time doesn't run out, or I honestly don't even know what happens when the time runs out. Um, and then just like adding like overshields to enemies. and it, it, To me, that kind of ruined the experience to me where if that wasn't involved and it, it was just more of a smarter level of challenge, I think I would have enjoyed it more. But just having piling on modifiers to the gameplay experience kind of just made it annoying personally. Um, and, and I felt like I was underleveled when I was playing it. But I went into like the Mega Hive and like I was fighting 150 uh, enemies and I was like destroying them pretty easily. Uh, but going into the mega-level threat, it, it felt like my Iron Man was super weak. Um, so I, I kind of felt that disparity there. Um, and also, I, I felt like we were... At least I was. Um, I know your your Thor did some work at various points, but I felt like I was carried by the uh, teammates that we had who had, like, a crazy champion level. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I kind of feel complicated about the mega-level threat. I hope... Future omega level threats honestly don't play like this. I I don't like all the modifiers. I kind of hope it's a different level of challenge rather than just throwing, you know, different mechanics uh or, you know, ch- changed mechanics into the game.
1: Yeah, I'm in a similar place of conflict with it because I think it's I I can't pass judgment on the omega level threats yet cuz the promise of the omega level threats aside from the super adaptoid is that it's new content you know like Mm. it's it is baffling to me that they led with this mission honestly like i i don't know why cloning lab didn't drop first because maybe this one was easier to do because it was a mission that's already in the game but it's literally you're playing through the same mission of like you have to fly through the tundra or wherever it, it takes place and then do your certain things along the way, the way you did in the campaign, just no cutscenes this time. And it builds to the confrontation with the war bot, which then leads into the confrontation with the super adaptoid. And it was definitely tough, but it was tough in that I wasn't one-shotting every enemy because they were at level parity with me. And the modifiers for the actual super adaptoid fight made things complicated and i feel like with this specific one i can't really say one way or the other if it's good or not yet because i do feel like our team had two thors like i had my thor and my heroic stat i think at the time of that fight was around nine thousand, and i'm only a champion level at the time i was a champion level 7 with that thor And our teammate was a champion level 128. So, again, yeah, I think in the final confrontation, the combination of the two Thors might have carried us a bit. So, I can't speak to the challenge of the actual fight, but I heard stories of people who, granted, haven't played the game really at all since launch, coming in at level 5150. Like, I think Greg Miller was talking about this, and he said... They were trying and trying and trying with just the fight at the end for like two or three hours, his group, and they had to put it down, walk away, do some grinding, trying and get back to a place where they felt competent. But like, you and I did not struggle at all. We beat the boss of the second after one wipe, you know? (laughs) Right. So I feel like it's hard to say one way or the other. I do think that it's tricky because we've heard crystal going back and forth with other boss fights of like we're trying to make it challenging but not too challenging but make sure that our super high level players can't one-shot bosses and it's definitely a hard thing to get right but again i think i'll have to run it again without a super high level thor companion and see what uh how, how i fare i guess uh,
0: yeah some some of the other issues for me with this was that uh, some of the attacks that you would get from and honestly enemies in general but specifically with the super adaptoid were just like attacks that you just could not dodge um, yeah, the and that's fine fu- yeah and that's fine like if that's telegraphed like for example uh, the Abomination has moves that like you cannot dodge but you're given like a clear warning like oh get out of this zone um so i don't get hit or monica with um her villain sector where you have to like put enough uh damage into her before she does the attack on the pillars like that's fine but with the super adaptoid i felt like at any given second they could just drop a uh unavoidable attack and for me at least it was a one hit kill um and to me that it that doesn't not signify a fair sense of challenge between what the game's presenting and like where the player's at uh so yeah i I don't know there were there were points where obviously i hate the modifiers and just having these unmissable attacks are just it was it was just kind of annoying overall from start to end to me the mission was just pretty annoying
1: I will say one thing I do like, and it's not a specific benefit of the Omega level threat. It's just something that has been baked into this mission since we played it the first time. I did really like, because again, this gave me raid vibes of, in that final room, when we were building up to spawning the super adaptoid, we were having to fight off waves of enemies and also use the terminals to like hack a specific sequence a couple times. I really liked that because that required cooperation with your team because it's not like one person could hit every single terminal because there was a lot of enemies and they're high level enemies. So some people have to be on ad control for the enemies and then the other people in your party have to be communicating on the code sequence, which is great because that is the type of cooperation that I want out of this high level multiplayer exclusive content that presumably would be found in a raid that would classify as an Omega-level threat. So if the cloning lab is closer to a raid than this, which I believe it is based off the way they talked about it, I want more of that. I want symbols that we have to look around the map for and activate symbols in a specific sequence. I want those type of mechanics in the mining facility Omega-level threat for War for Wakanda. Like, that is... Is what I really liked. But again, that was the level design back when Kate dropped. It was just harder this time that made us need to communicate. So it's it's tough as an Omega level threat as a high level challenge. I think they need to tweak some things a little more to make it a bit more balanced. But in terms of level design, yeah, I guess take some notes for future omega level threats. I don't know i
0: think i would love a world where the uh, like future non-raid omega level threats are like laid uh raid like light content Mm -hmm. um where it is like this there are puzzles involved and there are hard enemies but you can do it once a week and you can run through it maybe in 30 minutes to an hour tops depending on like people's skills uh i i like the idea of having like a longer raid where what's a typical raid an hour, hour and a half to two hours in some games
1: um it depends destiny can be anywhere from like especially early on when the raid first drops could be like two to i think the first raid for destiny 2 was like nine hours for world's first wow. so like obviously when people learn patterns and everything it gets shorter and shorter but rate yeah raids can i'd say two is a safe minimum for a raid sure
0: so for me that that's what i would like in the future where you have the raid that does take longer but you do have like the raid similar experiences with the omega level threats um that do sort of mimic raid-like content but it is much more digestible and it it takes less time to complete
1: yeah and again i'll, br- I'll bring up destiny there's a destiny equivalent to what you're talking about right now that i do think if omega level threats mimicked this would be really cool a, they're called dungeons, I've only done one so far, but it is very much that raid light experience, where instead of having a full team of six, it's a fire team of three, so it's less of, of an investment, it took me, I ran it with one other person, and it took us probably like two hours, because again, we didn't have a full team, but it was, there were puzzles, challenging enemies, needed to be high level, boss at the end had some layered mechanics so we didn't even finish the boss we got to go try it again at some point but if omega level threats can be the equivalent to dungeons in destiny i think that would be perfect and i do think after experiencing this there's potential for that they just have to be designed with that in mind and not retroactively fitted from a campaign mission i think which is again very weird choice i'm not going to judge all omega level threats because of this one because i imagine based off the way they talked about cloning lab and the future one with war for wakanda this is going to be the outlier in terms of what the, what it is
0: i certainly hope so and i think it probably will i'm i mean i'm i'm this seems like a learning experience uh for me like a lot how a lot of things are um for games in general but for this game particularly mm-hmm. um and, like I feel like the villain sectors were a good a good example where villain sectors kind of just felt samey after a while they weren't bad but you know it was just a mission and then they came out with the monica villain sector which was excellent and I feel like that was crystal dynamics learning from the pros and cons of previous villain sectors and making a really cool one and we this is our first omega level threat in my opinion it wasn't very good um, I do appreciate like this being in the game certainly but I didn't I have no real desire to jump back into it for a variety of reasons, but I am excited about the future of Omega-level threats because I feel like um, with some added polish and some changes, these could be some really fun uh, missions to just jump in
1: every week and repeat. Definitely. So I guess final question, because this is going to be dropping exotics like you're saying. There's an incentive to repeat it. For the next Omega-level threat how far out do you think that is and is it going to be cloning lab or is it going to be the one that comes with war for wakanda mm,
0: i don't know um i i really don't know like what the schedule would be because i don't think they've a mega level threats are like on the ongoing development side of things mm-hmm. um again i feel like that this one was weird to put out like what you said just <laughs> you know months almost a year after it being in the game uh in Kate's mission so I would say probably the War for Wakanda raid that just seems to make more sense and then just hang on to the cloning lab because it I feel like that doesn't fit in the game right now very well it would just kind of be random like how this one was random so honestly just hold on to that because it doesn't really matter when you drop it I feel like having the War for Wakanda raid just makes more sense to launch around the release of War for Wakanda so maybe September october
1: sure yeah i I think i mean i would love to have like cloning lab early so we get a consistent like hey this one cloning lab and then the mining facility and we can just ride out playing those with our new characters for the rest of the year i'd be very happy with that but again we'll just have to wait and see because like you said it's ongoing cloning lab was supposed to drop in like october of last year so yeah we'll wait and see but that does it for marvel's avengers this week but meanwhile jack there's some interesting stuff going on in the greater world of marvel um let's start with venom let there be carnage there's a new trailer out there there sure is and we get to see woody harrelson sans red wig uh do some really cool transitions into carnage I know you weren't a huge fan of the first venom Mm-hmm. i'm definitely more positive on it than you are not a lot of that is ironically um <laughs> but i have faith i think i think venom 2 directed by andy circus with a passionate tom hardy who really likes this character could be a really fun movie it could be
0: <laughs> yeah there's certainly a possibility but I've seen both of these trailers now for Venom mm-hmm. 2 and if you told me that the same director from Venom 1 directed this movie I would have totally believed you um, these trailers to me seem very tonally similar to the first movie uh, they look aesthetically very similar um, and yeah I, I don't know I, I don't think these trailers really sold me that this is going to be a quality movie mm-hmm. um, I'm certainly going to see it absolutely will a light fall in front of me in the movie theater again <laughs> probably this time it might hit me yeah you know fool me once um <laughs> but uh yeah i, I <laughs> was not impressed really with these trailers um so we'll see we'll see i'm certainly not optimistic about this movie
1: yeah i i think it's gonna be a fun time i i was laughing and smiling a lot when i saw the first venom um it's very much a popcorn movie. I think, th- I truly believe this in my heart. I think there is no harm with brushing what we have so far with Venom and probably what's going to happen with Venom 2 into the MCU. I don't think it's going to cause any problems. I think it's okay to have a bit of a stinker in there because I'll say this <laughs> I don't think Thor 2 is a bad movie. I think it's a no. fine movie, but it's just boring. Venom's, like, a little bad, but it's super fun. Like, I think it's way more fun than some of the worst, worst, I say in quotes, MCU movies. So, like, brush it in there, have a good time, Tom Hardy having a blast, jumping in lobster tanks and beating up uh, Woody Harrelson. Why not, you know? I think, I mean,
0: it seems like they're going this way. I feel like I would be fine with those movies being, like, Spider-Man side quests, where they exist in the MCU but they do not interact <laughs> with the MCU unless there's like a Spider-Man team up. That's it. You don't get to talk to the Fantastic 4. You don't get to you maybe get to talk to Deadpool. You don't interact with the X-Men. You you stay on your your corner of the world, right? And then when there's a Spider-Man team up movie, sure. Go nuts. Go nuts, but do not
1: talk to Wanda. Do yeah. not talk to wong okay stay (laughs) that's my opinion i I do like that though because that's my only issue i think with mcu spider-man so far is that in the comics and my entire life like spider-man was never an avenger and i never looked at him as an avenger he's always Mm -hmm. just been spider-man and he's his own guy he's kind of weird the most of the mcu doesn't really like him or the marvel universe sorry they're like oh yeah spider-man's fine like i don't want to talk to him like if i had to be alone in a room with him i'd rather not be you know like that's most of marvel looking at spider-man so i do hope maybe once no way home hits we have a separation where spider-man really hones in on that i'm my own dude i'm off on my own doing my own stuff and i think taking that approach with the multiple characters that could be interacted with him, like Venom, Carnage, Black Cat, whoever else, doing that through the Sony-verse, I think might not be a bad idea, because most of Spider-Man's villains are just Spider-Man villains, you know? Like, they don't really interact with anybody else, unless there's a big symbiote takeover, like in that uh, Web of Shadows, or I think Absolute Carnage that was symbiote takeover of other Marvel heroes, but like, Like you said, that could be an event thing. Just keep these separate. Spider-Man, Tom Holland can interact, do his stuff in there. It's canon technically, but they don't need to connect to the other stuff because they never did, you know?
0: Yeah, I I think that's... It's a good idea. I wholeheartedly agree that Spider-Man is the hero that deserves to sort of be a standalone in a way while also being connected to the MCU yeah um but i don't think we'll see tom holland like take up multiple projects um in like the tangential sony universe i think it'll mostly be um i think he'll mostly be like an mcu character uh that you know occasionally will pop over and mess with like venom and all them
1: Mm -hmm. yeah do you think tom holland shows up as a cameo in venom 2 certainly
0: hope not <laughs> but i think it's possible
1: you know what i think is gonna happen what's that post-credit scene for venom 2 eddie brock's gonna be in his apartment and then he's watching tv eating like a full rotisserie chicken with venom and uh they're gonna see that uh jameson daily beagle report that reveals peter parker's identity and that's just you know mm. that's your old tease that's your connection that'd when be a that, fun tease when's that gonna connect again who the hell knows but i think this movie will confirm that there is some sort of connection for sure okay
0: yeah my thing is spider-man and eddie or peter parker and eddie brock are so closely tied together mm-hmm. um that i'd be really interested to see what the relationship is uh, because presumably they haven't met in this universe yet mm-hmm. um because Eddie Brock is like a full-grown adult and Peter Parker is like 18. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how they would have met yet. So I, I'm interested to see how they, they handle that.
1: For sure. Uh, another thing that people are interested on in how they'll handle things, uh, the reason I wanted to talk about the Venom trailer is because it's a Sony Pictures production. Sony Pictures has another film dropping this year uh, in the Spider-Man Marvel Universe, Being No Way Home, and No Way Home still has no trailer. The internet is losing their minds. And because of, you know, COVID and Delta, it seems like maybe this movie might get delayed and there's no trailer because they want to avoid the whole Black Widow thing of having to start and stop marketing multiple times. We talked about this as a possibility with Spider-Man being potentially a billion-dollar film that Sony's in charge of releasing. I'm sure they don't want to compromise this. Does the releasing of the Venom 2 trailer, the second Venom 2 trailer, with zero trailers for No Way Home, does that make you lean one way or another?
0: Uh, No, because I think the Venom property and the Spider-Man property are really different. Um, like what you said, Spider-Man is a billion-dollar movie potentially like far Mm -hmm. from home was so you'd sequels tend to generate more revenue than the uh predecessors so you'd you'd have to imagine this would be like a more successful movie than far from home in normal times so i think sony could release venom 2 i believe it's in september right or
1: i think it's october i could be wrong in the fall
0: i think they could do that and i feel like they would be more cautious about releasing spider-man because it is such a behemoth they want to be careful with that um i think it's more than it's i'm not i would not be surprised if spider-man no No way home gets delayed Mm -hmm. um, because of the coronavirus and the delta variant the delta variant but i feel like that if no way home is as influential as people are speculating it will be for the mcu i feel like that would that delay would mean other films would be delayed because of that so it's a really big decision i think not even just like i'm if this was not an mcu movie that could be delayed for another year i think but because it is an mcu movie and because the mcu like grows upon itself i it would it would cause a lot of ripple effects Uh, but still i don't i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that this movie gets delayed
1: now, does any of that change when I remind you that Venom made 856 million at the box office?
0: Uh, not really. Like okay. I know that was a very successful movie, but I feel like Spider-Man: No Way Home being, I know like Black Widow was the movie to get people back in the theaters, but I really feel like No Way Home is the the MCU movie that people are clamoring even more for. Um so I feel like they have to be careful for that one
1: yeah so as it stands i'm personally preparing for that movie to get pushed like i i just think that's the safest scenario um we'll see what comes of everything else but yeah still really no news i hear people saying constantly of dates for the trailer to drop the dates come nothing happens so it's wild that most of the information we have for no way home is action figures and merch You know, like, (laughs) I don't know if you saw this. This is the last story on the doc, but I, um, I saw there's a children's book that is releasing in tandem with No Way Home, and it's potentially giving some insight into the spoiler or not spoilers the uh, the plot of the film. It's a kids' picture book. The front page has Spider Man on it. In the background, I think there's the Sanctum, and you see Doctor Strange, very cartoony. The name of the book is spider-man's very strange day jack is this movie just uh one more day is that what this is i certainly hope not i think it's i think that's what it is
0: <laughs> i hmm. so do you think the whole like mcu gets like that would mean like the whole mcu gets rebooted in a way
1: Kind. Of, i think well i think they would modify it you know like Every adaptation the MCU has done has been modified, I'd say significantly, like Age of Ultron and Civil War really got shifted around from what their comic counterpart is. So, okay, yeah. One More Day just the fact that they're maybe even considering that is kind of shocking to me, but I yeah, man, I think I think we might get a One More Day situation.
0: I don't know because <laughs> that's straight up like a reboot of spider-man like they started a new spider-man yeah i don't think it's that dramatic but i do think they take elements from one more day and use them to explain like the multiverse in like a in a grounded way more grounded way than loki did Um, okay so I, i feel like this movie tees up uh multiverse of madness for sure and because of that it is more of like an explainer for the what the multiverse is going to mean um i don't think we get like any reboot of any sort because that would just be people would go insane um but i do think it is like a way to explain the multiverse being normalized in the mcu Mm -hmm. in a sense
1: yeah go i i thought of something and i i need to hear what you think of this okay so elements of one more day right like giving peter parker a second chance what if you know this movie takes place around christmas time doctor <laughs> strange is here what if this is just a christmas carol and instead of the past ghost of whatever it is Tobey mcguire and andrew Garfield. <laughs> What if that's uh, what it is, and Doctor Strange is like, oh, this is what would have happened this way, this is what would have happened this way. You have a chance. Do you want to reset? And then... Maybe, I don't know. I I just I feel like this is going to be adapting that in some sort of way, specifically the One More Day stuff, because I have no idea what Tom Holland's Spider-Man does next right now, if this movie is what it seems to be.
0: I mean, yeah, this is the end of a trilogy, um
1: and i mean he's continuing after i mean
0: i guess that's not confirmed but
1: it seems likely i feel like he's talked about spider playing spider-man for a long time you know yeah
0: um so this movie definitely will have big ramifications on the character and the mcu presumably Mm -hmm. um but anytime we talk about this movie on paper it sounds awful (laughs) it sounds truly terrible um and if they're incorporating elements from uh one more day um in the christmas carol stuff you just mentioned uh, this has the potential to be not good. But,
1: I, that, I we'll see. I will say, if the the reason that Alfred Molina and Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield... If the reason they're in this movie is because it is just Doctor Strange going through the multiverse, showing Peter, our Peter, what things could be based off of things that he wish he did differently, I don't think that's a terrible way to include them in the film. I'd kind of prefer that over the toby mcguire show and everybody just forgets that tom holland is the one that we're supposed to be developing <laughs> you know sure. yeah so and i think i,
0: I hope like, it is a more focused uh yeah. tom holland sh- movie for yeah. sure
1: yeah so like giving him that lens of like oh this is what could have been different about me and then by the end he has that moment of self reflection and then he can make his choice and he's like you know what no doctor strange don't reset everything i will be the peter i'm meant to be that seems like an okay way to end a trilogy, you know. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. So maybe this thing won't be a train wreck.
0: Now I did see that uh, Sony has a presence at CinemaCon later okay. this month. Okay. Okay. Um, and there they have a three-hour presentation. Um, I don't think this is people grasping at straws because I do think that is very possible that we do see a No Way Home trailer there. Um, but man, people are really trying to <laughs> get this thing to happen. Um, so I honestly. Could not tell you when this trailer comes out. I don't know when we get a look at this, this movie.
1: Do you think... Like, what's another Sony thing coming out? Like, Ghostbusters? Do you think they put it in front of that to get people to see Ghostbusters? I, I, yeah, but
0: that's in November.
1: Yeah, November, I, think right? they, I think they'd probably wait, man. I, I don't know if they're in a rush. <laughs> it's, a, it's such a weird thing. Just push it out. I feel like everybody's stressed out about this, that nothing is going to meet expectations right now
0: yeah I I do feel like they are holding that it would have been released right now if there weren't concerns for the coronavirus yeah um so I honestly don't know when they put this out it's it's possible they do a trailer and then <laughs> they did what like Matt Reeves Batman did where it's like question marks um, yeah but yeah I don't know i I do think they're being
1: very cautious yeah so the closer we get every day i doubt it more that we're gonna get it this year but that is everything in the world of marvel for this week jack it's been nice it's been a pleasure having you back uh until next week where can the agents of excelsior find you yeah
0: absolutely it's been good to uh be back talking about this game um but yeah you can follow me on social media at fascinated jack what about you christian
1: you can follow me on Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at Chun2D2, as well as here, youtube.com slash joyclicks for the video version of Excelsior in the Excelsior playlist alongside the po- playlists for all of our other shows and podcasts like Jedi Knights, Gamescast, Long Play Club, and others. If you want the audio version of this show, though, you can check it out on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leaving a review or a star rating is appreciated if you can do it on your given platform because it does help the show out. And if you want to support the show on a monetary level, you can go to patreon.com slash joyclicks at the $1 and $5 tiers. $5 tier will give you producer credit on this show and every show like Aaron Easton and Charles Applin. So thank you very much. And Jack, that is going to do it for Excelsior this week. Next week, you know what? Maybe we finally get a Spider-Man trailer. Who's to say? Who's What's going to happen next week? I don't know. Nothing in this game. I can tell you that right now. No, I, I
0: have a feeling there will be a... I mean, we could be wrong, but I, f- I have a feeling it will be a very, you know, quiet week for Marvel's Avengers next
1: week. Cloning lab. Surprise. There you go. It's out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what we are getting, though? What, what if? We're getting what if?
1: Yeah, we're, we are getting what if. So we will absolutely be talking about the first or maybe multiple few episodes. I don't know how the, what they're dropping next week, but we'll talk yeah, about whatever's definitely. out there. Definitely. So, that's going to do it, and until next week, Excelsior. Excelsior.